This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.47 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jensen. Now, last year saw the incredible reversal of fortunes of high-profile Southeast Asia tech startups. But unfortunately, it's not the rags-to-riches trope. It's the opposite of that. At the end of 2022, the combined market cap of Grab, Goto, and Bukalapa fell by 51 billion U.S. dollars, a far cry from the lofty valuations the trio commanded when they each made their IPO debuts. The downfall in share price of Indonesian tech is especially staggering given investor enthusiasm for their public listings. Go to the merged entity of Gojek and Toko Media that became Indonesia's largest IPO last year, plunged 74% since their first day of trade. Another tech startup, Buka Lapet, that listed in 2021, has seen its share price fall close to 70%. So what does the year ahead hold for regional tech? For analysis on what's afflicting the Indonesian and Southeast Asian tech sector, we speak to Nathan Naidu, Equity Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Good morning, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. I'd like to start uh, with Goto. It was one of the biggest IPOs in 2022, but its fortunes have fallen fast since its $1.1 billion US dollar listing. Why has the company so far failed to live up to the initial hype? Yeah, thanks for the question. I think the trend is not only observing GoTo alone, like many of its peer. You know, GoTo went public at a time when I think valuations were really high, mostly supported by a good timing for listing. You know, back then, the market was good, funding was plenty, and particularly for the Indonesian stock market, which had been strong in 2022 before some corrections uh, were seen in the last quarter. You know, when rates, uh, and I'm referring to the U.S. rates and, and interest rates overall started going up, you know, funding became more expensive and investors became more risk adverse, and they be- began uh, scrutinizing their investments, right? And what we saw was go-to's valuation multiple, you know, take enterprise value to forward sales, for example, you know, that you can think of that as, you know, a, a, the value being placed on a company's uh, dollar sales. Uh, it, that fell from over 10 times one year ago versus a range of two to three times among peers, which includes Alibaba, C-Limited and Grab. And, and that was back then. Now, GoTo's multiples down to four to five times. And, and I think, you know, it is just an adjustment uh, from high valuations to now more normal or in line uh, valuations with the with peers that we observe uh, in, that, in, in this case, more established peers. Nathan, last week, GoTo announced a major leadership reshuffle to expedite the path to profitability. But this hasn't stemmed the market sell off. What needs to happen for investor confidence to return? I think it is apparent that many tech platforms, whether it's Silimited, Grab or GoTo, you know, many are aiming to achieve better operational efficiencies after years and years of rapid growth. And, you know, we have seen exits from market that didn't achieve scale. We have seen trimming of redundant headcounts and many other measures. And for, for, for GoTo, I think there's an additional layer of challenge, um, and that is by marrying two very large companies. And I'm talking about Gojek and Tokopedia. Uh, they are trying to achieve, you know, cross-selling between the two ecosystems. And that will require, I think, additional, uh, potentially additional investments, or it could create additional track to go to because of, uh, you know, bringing these two large companies together. And uh, I think we, we will wait to see what the next quarter re- 
quarterly report tells us about its progress to in, in, in achieving profitability, you know, I think that would come in the next one to two weeks. And GoTo did succeed, though, in improving, you know, group adjusted EBITDA, which is an earnings measure, both on a sequential and year on year basis in the last in, in the third quarter of 2022. So that that's a positive sign. Nathan, what are the prospects uh, for the other tech names in Indonesia that listed over the past two years, such as Bukalapak and Blibli? So Bukalapa, in fact, already achieved a positive contribution margin in the third quarter of 2022. What contribution margin is, is basically just revenue after cost of sales, after sales and marketing expense. So it's a slightly more lenient measure when we uh, in comparison to EBITDA. So based on, uh, you know, individual guidance uh, provided by the tech names that I track, it seems like Bukalapa could turn a profit quicker than go to and grab. You know, more than 40% of Bukalapa's uh, ninth month sales, and that's the, that's the first nine months of last year, came from wholesaling to moms and pops. So it, it, it appears that in that respect, it is dominant and it faces less competition from uh, big e-commerce players. Uh, so that's Bukalapa. Uh, Billy Billy, from my understanding, actually ranks outside of the top five e-commerce players in Indonesia. Uh, but it made an early pivot into online tra- on- online travel by acquiring Ticket.com, uh, which is one of Indonesia's largest travel platforms a while back. I think this is the bright spot for the company, you know, seeing as, um, you know, it's no surprise to, to many uh, listeners that online travel is expected to rebound and grow the fastest in the next three years, for example, uh, because of an, an, a continued economic re- reopening in the region. So what then is your outlook for uh, the Indonesian tech sector overall this year? And what do you see as the key influencing factors? Are there going to be certain tech tech areas more poised for growth than others? Um, You mentioned travel earlier for Blibli. Yeah, so online travel is definitely going to be a bright spot. That's that mostly driven by the obvious reason uh, of uh, the industry recovering from you know revenue destruction during the pandemic, and I think Indonesia's strong long term trends in population, in digital service adoption, smartphone ownership would definitely support growth of the many tech sectors in in the country in the long term. And that much is certain in the near term, though, you know, in addition to the companies breaking even being scrutinized, I think we might see more consolidation in the in the industries. And that that that's not just platforms expanding into different businesses like in fintech, but potentially some sort of vertical integration, uh, particularly for e-commerce platforms. Uh, you know, with them, with them, I expect investing more into logistics. And, you know, for, for that reason, I think logistic industry is, is poised for growth as well. Mm. And, and in, in addition to the factors I just said, it, it can also be driven by e-commerce play, players shifting to sourcing more locally compared to sourcing more, uh, more from markets like China, uh, because in, in that change will require more investment in to enhance logistical efficiencies. Uh, so these are the two areas I think are poised for growth. Looking more broadly across the region, Southeast Asia tech in general has taken a beating over the past year. Which names are more resilient to navigate the choppy market conditions in 2023? So we talked about Bukalapa and when I look at, based on my research and calculations, the EV to forward sales multiple, which we talked about, it's now below an average of eight regional and global play, uh, players, e-commerce players. Uh, that we track, and, and those include, you know, uh, Alibaba to Shopee to uh, Mercado Libre in, in, in the Latin American region. And, and C Limited, on the other hand, uh, I actually, based on my own calculations, they might turn a profit 
this year. So within this financial year, and 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 that's actually one year than consensus expects because consensus, uh, meaning an aggregate of analysts on on uh, uh, on the sell side, you know they think uh, C limited by might break even by the end of next year, which is 2024. But I'm I'm projecting one year earlier, so that is that could be a positive surprise coming from C limited. Mm. And and my reasoning is that short B accounts for the bulk of C losses. And if you if you're not familiar, C limited has been listed for many, many years. In in fact, the longest one the, the one with the longest listing hi- history when you compare to grab and go to, but it is still loss making. And the reason is because of short B. Uh short B's expansion to be exact. And so I think the group can actually achieve a profit as soon as this platform shall be turns around. And, and I think it can turn around faster due to faster than expected improvement in cost measures. You know, we have heard then cutting headcounts, exiting markets. And in, the, in addition to that, uh, rising monetization in the amateur market, which is, which is the, 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 the six key e-commerce markets they have in Southeast Asia. So are there any potential listings that you're watching this year? I'm watching uh, Traveloka, which is, you know, Indonesia and arguably Southeast Asia largest uh, online travel platform. And then we, we spoke about the, the encouraging online travel trends. Uh, so that's, that's one company that I'm, I'm watching. Okay, so earlier on, we spoke about the incredibly high valuations of tech companies. Uh, do you think valuations will be more realistic uh, moving forward? Yeah, you're right on that. You hit the nail on the head. I think uh, valuations would definitely continue to come uh, to become more in line with with you know the the regional and global peers that we have seen, and that's that's you know because funding is no longer as 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 plenty, and funding is now a lot more expensive because of rising interest rates, and I think you know those good times were definitely over, and I think the company's focus going forward, you know, to no, nobody's surprise, is to become more op- operationally efficient. And, you know, and, and in, in that respect, companies with, uh, in, uh, I think, uh, my, my peers and myself are looking more, more and more these days at cash balance and free cash flow. I mean, a lot of, not, a lot of this company has definitely has free cash flow issues for the reason that they are trying to achieve profits. But cash balance on, on their balance sheet is another kind of, uh, focal point, if you will, because, you know, with, with funding becoming more restricted, obviously they're going to have to, tap into or rely on their own cash to further growth, right? Because they're not going to stop growing. They're just going to grow uh, uh, in a more efficient and optimal way rather than the rapid expansions, really literally in all markets or directions that we saw a couple of years back. Nathan, thanks very much for speaking to us. That was Nathan Naidu, equity analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, giving us the lay of the land in terms of Indonesian and Southeast Asian regional tech, uh, just some of the highs and lows that they've seen in the past year and uh, what the outlook for them in the year ahead is looking like. Yeah, I think another issue which has probably contributed to the share price collapse of some of these tech companies is greed. When they were private companies and going through their rounds of fundraising, valuations were raised very aggressively each time, probably at the request of the PE firm, which was backing it the most. The error of cheap money was there. Interest rates were low as well. And guess what? Public markets aren't so kind, right? Yes, that's Everybody right. wants to see how soon can you turn a profit. Please reduce your cash burn and keep an eye on costs because expansion shouldn't come at such an expense 
at the expense of your cash levels also. So there's different narrative in the private and the public markets. I'm curious to see uh, the, how C-limited uh, fortunes might play out this year. Uh, Nathan did mention that he uh, suspects they may actually turn a profit. All thanks to you, right, Shaz? Because you're a big uh, Shopee <laughs> big buyer. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take some, yeah, sure. I'll take some credit All the Kropot you buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 7.59 in the morning. We're heading into the 8 a.m. news bulletin. And then after that, on the breakfast grill, shouting speaks to Goh Miakiat, CEO of Carex, the world's largest condom maker. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.